Hi, and welcome to The Farcast. I'm Alex Helmbrecht, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Binkert. Our guest for today is Micah Smith, an assistant coach who is also the offensive coordinator for the Shattern State College football team. Uh, Micah, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So fans of CSC Athletics, and in, in particular the football team, uh, are probably fairly familiar w- with your with your background because of your dad, Brad Smith, and uh, in his role with the football team, and then as a, as a coach, and then as the athletic director. So tell us, what was it like growing up in Shattern? Uh, everyone knew who you were, uh, and then what's it like being back now, kind of as a professional, working at the same place that that you saw your dad work at for hey, so long? You know, um, growing up in Shattern, kind of everybody knew who you were because I mean, it's you know living in a town this size and. Uh, had his benefits as a kid, you know, I could go wherever I want. If I got lost, somebody find me and take me back to my parents. Um, you know, and then it kind of has its downfalls too of everybody knows who you are. And if you do something wrong, then, you know, that everybody knows you did something wrong, but it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great place to grow up. And I, you know, I, looking back on it, I want to trade it for anything in the world. And, you know, that was kind of a deciding factor on why I decided to, uh, go for the job when it opened was because I wanted my kids to live in that kind of um, area where they can walk to school and not have issues and not have to, um, you know, go to a private school or because the school system, the school district is very well ran here. And, you know, that's something that I wanted for my family that, uh, that I could have to give the chance to provide for them. Now, have you ever had any conversations? I'm sure you've had conversations with your dad about coaching, but did you ever have any conversations with your dad about, yeah, maybe one day I'll, I'll coach at CSC. Um, you know, not really. My dad is, uh, my dad is what I would probably consider my mentor. Um, or he is what I looked up and what I wanted to be. I got into this profession because of him. Um, you know, I I saw the way that he impacted young men's lives and that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so when I've chose that profession, he kind of never, ever said, Hey, you know, this is what you should do. I have always asked him whenever I made a decision to go somewhere or do something else, um, or whenever I had the opportunity to do something else and go a different place, I've always asked him like what he thought. And uh, he's always told me that whatever he says is not the end. I'll say, I'll do what I'm saying. He said, I'm just throwing my perspective out there of how you should, of how I would approach it or how, you know, it might affect your career, or do things like that. And so, yeah, like, you know, we have those conversations a lot. And I, we never had the conversation about me coming back to Shatter, though. I mean, that was never, it was just kind of wherever this profession will lead me, it'll lead me. Um, and uh, just as long as I'm in a place where I can impact young men and help them, you know, um, grow up and find their passion, what they're passionate about, like I was, how it was done for me, then that's, you know, that was my ultimate goal. Certainly. Micah, what are some of the changes you've seen on campus from uh, the time you were a student up to now? Um, well, the, the client Center's gone. <laughs> You missed that's, that one. Oh yeah, that's that's, uh, that's one that uh, <laughs> I came back and I kept driving down 10th Street and I said that that that's that, that there's something there was something there, <laughs> and then I remember that it was the Klein Center from when I went to school. Um, you know, athletically from an athletic standpoint, I can't remember. Coach Long tells our recruits whatever X millions of dollars that have been put into the athletic facilities, and you know that's awesome for us. I think that's awesome overall for a school. Um, especially for a smaller school that, you know, uh, in a smaller town where you have to have something to do, it gives kids a chance to go to basketball games and football games and things like that. So athletic facilities with the new stadium, uh, the coin building, the new track, um, 
the Rangeland Management Building, the um, what are those Eagles Nests? Is that right up there? Eagle Ridge. Eagle, Eagle Ridge. Ridge. Eagle Ridge. Um, I have not yet gone in the Rangeland Management Building. I need to do that. I just haven't. I've wandered off up to there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and then now with the new Math and Science Building, um, which is I think that's a big thing for us football oh, yeah. wise because we do have a lot of guys who go into that Math and Science program whether it be part of our hop or to get into the medical profession to be a PA, to be a chiropractor. Um, Craig Kaiser, who we were just talking about a little bit ago, he was in the geoscience program. So, I mean, we do have a lot of those guys on our football program to where if you're going to be spending a lot of time in the building that you're going to be in, and that's, you know, something that you want to be nice. And so that'll be a really nice addition to campus. Yeah. It's it's I like that the client center typically pops up in these interviews, Daniel. <laughs> it's one of my favorite buildings that no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, it it looks nice. It, you know, it's uh, what's that that Tracy Chapman song? They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. That's exactly what Here's happened to the lot. to the client center. You know, so. I I don't go out there often enough and stand in the spot where my office would have been, you know, like like this slot here. <laughs> I should do that. It, it seems like a good, you know, it's ten, been 10 years. I, yeah, it has been 10 years since they started tearing the, yep. that last half down. Maybe this summer we can go draw a chalk outline yeah, or something. A Get a good reminiscence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, it had kind of extended its useful life there at the end of it. But I, I don't know how many square foot that building was, but it was huge. And, and there was like three a lot people of us in, in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> One person on each floor. Um you kind of mentioned uh, you never necessarily thought about that you you would come back to coach at your alma mater because, I don't know, to me, I'm not a coach, but it seems like it's kind of one of those professions. You just kind of go where it takes you. Mm-hmm. And um, things usually work out, and they work out well uh, when you're successful. Um, but I'm kind of more interested. I, I believe your dad was more in, like, of a defensive coach, wasn't he? Yeah. So where did you get the offensive bug? I, I know you played offense when you played at CSC. Yeah, so um... – Dad was kind of both. He he, you know, he he'll probably be mad at me because I'll call him a jack of all trades. You know, the master of none. Um, he was all he's pretty good at both though. Uh, and early on in his career, and not early on, probably about when I was born in uh, Macomb, Illinois. He was at Western Illinois, and he was on the defensive side of the ball. Um, his head coach that he'd been working for left. Uh, new head coach came in and brought him my dad's brother along with him. Uh, kept my dad. But made my dad's brother, the defensive coordinator, move my dad to offense. And so my dad moved to offense. And then when he came to Shattern, he kind of stuck on that side of the ball a little bit. But he, he, as a head coach, he kind of bounced around a little bit and just helped wherever's needed as you need to do at a small college. Um, you know, with a limited staff, especially back then, we're very blessed now to have the size of staff that we have. But he, uh, and so then when I went to school, I was recruited heavily by two schools, really, Shattern and uh, UNO, Nebraska-Omaha. And uh, Carney may have recruited me, but those probably got thrown away. Uh, <laughs> by, by you or by your by, dad? By dad. <laughs> um, and so UNO had recruited me to play defense. And that's kind of, they were kind of, they were probably in the lead a little bit for me to go to UNO um, to, because I wanted to play defense. That's what I wanted. That's what I thought I'd be better at. That's what, you know, my dad's kind of, no, you're playing offense. And so when I finally made my decision to come to Shattern and that was, you know, I was really happy with that and I wouldn't change anything about it. And so I was on the offensive side of the ball. So then when I went to GA, just kind of that's, I've worked into me to where I just stayed on the offensive side of the ball. And I had an opportunity. I thought about maybe um, about halfway through 
I've been coaching now in college for 13 years, about five or six years into it. Um, I had an opportunity to possibly go be a defensive GA at a, at a division one school. And I was, that was what I was planning on doing. And then I got offered a position coach at a division one school to coach tight ends at Eastern Illinois. And so that was, you know, I'll be a full time or go be a GA again. You know, I was like, well, you know, I'll go, I'll take the full time job. And so that was, so I stayed on the offensive ball side of the ball, but I've always wanted to kind of go work the defensive side of the ball until now. Now it's kind of I'm to where I want to be as an offensive coordinator. Um, but, you know, one of the things I try to do as an offensive coordinator is sit in with our defensive staff. Um, I was very fortunate when I was at Eastern Illinois to work with two really good defensive coordinators. Um, Kane Womack is the head coach at University of South Alabama, a Division One school now. And Mike Hodges is the linebackers coach for the New Orleans Saints. So – you get a chance to work with two guys like that, and I could see that they were very intelligent. And I would always try to go in their office and sit down and talk with them and, you know, just kind of figure out and pick their mind from a defensive standpoint. What what are you guys trying to do? That way I can compare it to what I'm trying to do. And it's the same here with uh, Coach Sassy. I'll go sit with Coach Sassy and Coach Furrier, and, you know, we'll, I'll kind of just try to pick their mind what they're trying to do. And um, That helps me figure out ways that I want to attack defenses and things like that. So it's been uh, – I've had a fortunate ride of – working with really good coaches on both sides of the football. Oh, definitely. You, you know, I think as, a, as an outsider um, and as a non-athletic person, <laughs> um, what I think is interesting, and Daniel, maybe maybe you do too, is because we kind of talk about what we work, how we work in the, in the field we work. Yeah. But I always am so encouraged when I hear about coaches, they just visit with one another. They just talk. Like mm-hmm. even though you may be competitors – if you're not having a game that week or, or you don't have a game scheduled that year or whatever, like a lot of times it's just, it's, it's kind of a, an open door policy. If you want to come in and chat about what we're doing, just come on in. I think, I think that that is kind of rare in the, in the workplace. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, because here's one thing that probably you don't do at your guys' workplace that we do. We get filmed with what we're putting on. And so everybody's going to see it anyways. Uh, so people are going to steal your stuff. I'll admit to you right now that I did I did not make up anything that is in our offense. Um, maybe I take took something and switched it and changed it up a little bit to fit how I want it to fit, or tinkered with it here. But all of my stuff is not an original idea. It came from somebody else, um, from something I saw on film, from something I see on Twitter, from something I see wherever it may be. It's not my original idea. Um, I try to mold it into a more of my idea and what fits what we do, but that's, you know, and not everybody else gets to walk around and put exactly what their work is uh, um, on film or TV or wherever it may go. So, sure. yeah, well, that's true. And the creative side for us, yeah, we're always taking inspiration. We hope others will take some inspiration if we're doing a good, a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you try to take it, you make it your own, you put yep. your own spin on it. Um, Micah, Let's see here. Uh, so first year as the offensive coordinator here has to have been a strange one with the pandemic. Uh, what were a few of the ways you made it work for you and the players? Well, you know, first off, um, it has been really weird, yeah. uh, really strange. Um, we went uh, without seeing our team in a whole, I think, I can't remember. Was, I think last year marks a year from when we kicked, told kids to go home. Right. Um, yeah. And that was about a, week ago or so maybe a little yeah it was well it's spring break but spring break was earlier this year so yeah, yeah. It, it's been a year so yeah, it's been come about full a year circle. um and we probably went uh we went about four or five months without seeing our guys which is a really long time without seeing our team in a full um 
and so we had to create ways to keep in contact with them and do some things. We did a lot more Zoom uh, meetings and, um, you know, try to figure out ways. With We did, we all have groups. Uh, our position groups are on Snapchat to where, you know, like if you walk and do something for the day, you know, take a video of it and send it to the Snapchat so guys see what you're doing and how you're trying to get better and things like that. Um, and then we're, we're very fortunate here at Shadron um, to, one, uh, I feel live in a very good state where, you know, Governor um, Ricketts did a very has done a very good job. I feel with the whole pandemic, and he made, you know, education and athletics within that a very important deal. And when we kind of said like, and the NCA kept kind of pushing that, the NCA would set a marker, and then they would push that marker back a week, and then they push it back again, and they kept making it harder and harder for us to be able to kind of do what we do as a profession and governor ricketts you know every time that we and dr ryan also and you know just from our administration from the top down is every time that marker got kind of pushed back it was more of a okay how do we do it how do we get it done and governor ricketts came in and said well we'll supply the tests and you know we'll do all that um you guys supply the nurses to give you the tests and um so we're i was very very fortunate to where that is uh we were allowed that or a lot of people weren't allowed that um, you know, I think Mesa was the only Colorado school to play a football game this fall. Um, we were one of 10 or 11 Division II schools to play a game this fall. I mean, that was all because of the administration, because of, you know, the our government structure in Nebraska and how much they saw how important it was for us to be able to do that. Um, probably another big change for us was, uh, you know, not every day do I get to say, or probably not, hopefully for, for the rest of my life, I don't have to say um, after a year or so that I don't have to have something shoved up my nose every week. Of the, <laughs> so uh, That's a plus. That would yeah. be a plus. You yeah. know, I, it's, it's, I, I gladly do it because that's what gets us to be able to play. Um, not saying I like doing it, no. but I'll gladly do it. Yeah, it's a pretty uncomfortable 10 yeah, seconds. It is. Yeah. So um, sounds like you did a pretty good job of staying in contact with, with fellow coaches and, and players. How'd you recruit? Uh, how, how did you even go about that? Because isn't there, if like the last fall doesn't count towards the student's eligibility, um, I think how I understood it. And then, so are you still recruiting to try to, to I know that you're bringing players in and, and all that, but what was that all about? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, the first part probably goes back to, you know, uh, Dr. Ryan and Joel and the people at Shatter State and the administration down of um, it all comes down to scholarships and whether you have enough scholarships or not. Uh, those kids who are going to return, who would have graduated last year, um, and their scholarships don't count against you, but you also still have to have the scholarship money to be able to do it. And so for us to be in the situation, the place where we are as a school, and to be able to you know continue to offer scholarships, when there were schools, I know uh, Slippery Rock in Pennsylvania was a Division II school wasn't allowed to offer a scholarship and I don't know I, this is coming from secondhand and I don't know for sure but I've been there was multiple places that I heard that were they just weren't off, able to offer scholarships because they didn't have the money um, or they had to fundraise it or whatever it may have been um, but we were very fortunate to you know we're in a situation to where you know everybody wants to make it work for you and wants to do what the bet was best for the program and the students um and so we did have, so we had some scholarship money, so we were able to go out and recruit and do um, what we think we need to do to get better. The thing, the biggest thing probably was, is in, and recruiting has changed a lot since I was a kid, um, since I was in high school, since I was recruited. It's turned more into online anyways. 
the one thing that we lost that was usually kind of a major thing was we didn't have the ability to go see kids in school. Um, we didn't have the ability to go to do home visits with kids and sit down and meet their families. Um, but neither did anybody else. So the playing field was level there. Um, it became more of an online recruiting, which nowadays is what people do anyways. You, we, everybody's film is on huddle. So their films online, um, everybody, most, I'd say probably 95% of them all have Twitter. Um, you know, and that's kind of the way that the game, that's kind of the way that recruiting is moving and has been moving. Um, you know, the, the kids, uh, kids nowadays want to see what kind of facilities you have, um, how good your program, um, what graphics are you going to send me on Twitter that I can put up? And it's just, and that's the way it's moved into. And that's what it, it is, what it is. And, uh, not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. That's just the way you have to recruit kids. And I, I don't know, not very often do I run into a kid whose preferred way to communicate is by talking on a telephone. Uh, majority of them would rather just direct message through Twitter or text. Um, that's kind of just so if the pandemic would have hit in 2000, I don't know how they would have recruited. I don't know what they would have done. That's a good point. Yeah, um, you know, it would have been a completely different stage. But the fact that it hit when it hit, it allowed for – I mean, that's the way recruiting was going anyway, so it didn't really affect that much besides the in-person stuff, being able to see a kid in school and be able to meet with a family and sit down in their home and have conversations that they might have questions about. But then Zoom replaced that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so. interesting. So we've got a little bit of action to look forward to this spring and then uh, this fall. Hopefully things will be a little bit closer to normal. What can we expect uh, uh, from the offensive side uh, or uh, just the, the team in general? Uh, you know, one thing, we, we preached the three big words, tough, smart, and physical, um, and how that hits a kid and how that it, it's different in every aspect of what they do, uh, whether it's academically or it's athletically um, or it's within their family home structure and things like that. And those are three big words that we push. Uh, you know, we want our kids to be tough, um, and that's that's shattered has a toughness about it. Um, I feel like since my dad came in the eighty late eighties, um, that started, and I and I can't speak for pre my father, but you know, I know one of my dad's big things that he preached was about being tough, and yeah. you know, that's that's who shattered was. We're a small town in Northwest Nebraska. Um, there's mo more cattle in our county than there are humans, <laughs> and you know, there's more ranch land than any other land, and you know, that's you doesn't matter when you come into the town. It doesn't matter if you're from this area or not. If you want to make it here, you're going to take on that persona. Um, so we still preach that. And then smart. Um, that's for me offensively. It comes down into from the athletic side of it is about execution. Um, that's one of the big things that I push is that our guys execute. Um, you can be offensively is a lot different than defense. Uh, defensively, one guy can go out and make a play. And he can, we can't block one guy and he keeps making a tackle for a loss or he pressures a quarterback or whatever it may be. Um, offensively, if you want to have big plays, you got to have 11 guys doing, doing the right thing and executing. So uh, we preach execution. And, and then physical, from a physical standpoint, um, you know, we, we're going to be able to push people around. And uh, I have a lot of different backgrounds in coaching I, I've like I said I've been doing this for 13 years I worked for seven different offense coordinators in those 13 years so I have a lot of different backgrounds and the one thing that I've always noticed that is a common denominator of when you're a good offense is when you're physical and so we're going to be physical and that kind of goes back into toughness um you know and then 
And then going into the smart thing, I think one thing that our guys do a very good job of is it's not just, you know, it's off the field smart and, you know, being able to understand that they had to give up some of their college life, um, some of their college uh, experiences that everybody else got to go through. Um, I got to go through them. Um, you got to go through them. And they have to give up some of those experiences right now because of the pandemic. And so that falls into being smart. And, you know, that's don't you can't go out and can't do this. Can't got to kind of avoid people a little bit because um, we're going to get tested weekly. And if you test positive, now you're hurting the team. Um, and so we've really pushed the smart one a lot about that. And also the, the falls in a tough because it's mentally tough too. are you mentally tough to be able to give up something that every other college kid gets to have. And I think that's a big guy. That's, our guys took a big jump in that as a, that kind of that learning curve of how are we going to get through this? How are we going to play games? Um, has kind of come to fruition for us. And, and are there any games planned for the spring? Um, right now, we're gonna we're gonna scrimmage Northern Colorado. I don't know what that exactly looks like, um, but we're gonna go down there April tenth, and uh, we're just gonna make a day trip out of it. Head down, get there around um, noon, uh, then we'll practice. And it's more probably if like if you watch Hard Knocks on uh, HBO, it'll be probably more like a joint practice than anything else, to where it just breaks up the. Uh, monotony of banging on each other all spring and then april 24th we're going to have another one with wayne state um they're going to come to shadron and the same thing it's going to be you know we're going to have some scrimmage and things like that i believe they're doing the hall of fame um induction stuff at that time that they didn't get a chance to do in the fall and so i think they're going to make a, a you know a good day out of it to where you know the people can get out get in the stands get some vitamin d um, feel the breeze a little bit and uh, hopefully see some good football. Absolutely. Now, Daniel, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. This was an event that you likely never covered because I was the SID um, and it was in the summer and, and wouldn't have been in your realm. But Micah often played on the most entertaining golf team at the Don Beebe Golf Classic oh, really? for over Memorial Day weekend. Good. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you know how uh, Tiger Woods has his Sunday red. Micah oh. would often have his Sunday outfit. And, oh, good. Uh, so <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, you, you've got some very interesting yeah. sartorial choices. Do you, do you got anything planned for the, the sidelines this fall? Uh, you know, that's um, not, not really. Uh, Probably more because it, I don't want to deteriorate from the kids. Um, that golf game's mine. So, you know, I, <laughs> I can bring my personality out a little bit more. Uh, and I'm, I'm not quite as flashy when it comes to the game day attire. I, will, I like to look good. I like to look nice. Uh, but my, my golf game is where – my golf game's not very good, so I got to, you know, at least entertain in one way or another. Some of, the, some of my favorite moments from Shadron are – uh, during those golf tournaments, I, n I never got to play in that, which was fine because I'm a terrible golfer. But uh, cruising around in a golf court with the late, great Brent Bargain and following yeah. Micah and his buddies <laughs> around. It was so funny because they were never winning. You were never in contention. But, well, maybe a couple times. Last year we were. Last year, no, two years ago in uh, the 18, we actually, we had. Uh, you were close. That's we right. We were second going into day nice. two. And, um, uh, there we may have partaken in a few too many festivities the night before and did not come out as good as we should have on day two. So, but it's so funny because the teams that are winning, 
you know, they'd have like two or three golf carts after him. <laughs> Micah's squad would have a gallery of like eight carts following them. It was <laughs> we're oh, an entertaining group, and we will be this year. You know, the BB will be back on. Um, yeah, we'll, that'll be fun. I'm all, I have the uh, honor of being on that uh, committee. Um, and so, you know, we've talked about what, what we need to do to make it safe for the pandemic, but also what do we can do to bring, you know, back that, that event that so many people I think enjoy coming back to Shattern for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our team will be, we'll be out there. A lot um, of good memories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the next question. Tell us a little bit about, uh, your life outside of football. Um, you know, right now I got two daughters. I got a daughter that's going to turn three on the 30th. Um, and then I have another daughter that will turn five months um, April's third. And so we'll be celebrating a birthday coming up and, uh, that, that takes up a lot of time and I enjoy it. I really do. Um, especially, you know, at the, the younger stages, I think that, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong for all men and it's different for everybody, which I'm sure it is for me. The younger stages were kind of like, yeah, it just lays there. It doesn't do much. Um, you gotta pick it up. You gotta feed it. It sleeps. It does all that, um, change it. Uh, but as my, older daughter's gotten older it's become fun because she wants to go out and kick the ball she wants to do this she wants to do that um and so that's always a you know so that's become a bigger part of my life um is being able to go home and hang out with her um i golf uh not as much not not as much as i'd like to uh we don't get a ton of time uh, last summer i probably the most i golfed in a really long time because the pandemic we didn't have her summer camps in june and all that so i golf more than i um, have in the past. And then, uh, I enjoy doing stuff around the house, uh, the do it yourself projects. Um, right now I'm redoing our basement. Um, doing, the, uh, I ripped up all the carpet and I'm sanding down the cement floors and, uh, maybe put a, I'm thinking about putting a bar in down there and doing some stuff. So I enjoy that also. Um, you know, and then I just enjoy time with family and doing those kind of things. So great. Great. Well, Micah, we've, we've reached that point in the interview where we ask you five questions and just the first thing that comes to the top of your head, let it rip. You got it. So, Michael, what's a favorite video game of yours? You know, uh, I'll probably go the original uh, God of War. Those are that, you know, I enjoyed the original God of War. That was a good game. Yeah. And they've remade it. And I just haven't played video games much in a, um, since I've gotten older. And so the God of War one is one that they've done a couple times, I think. Now, I've never had the chance to play the other ones yet. Maybe uh as my daughter gets older, I'll get her involved in video games. And <laughs> I want to wait till she's a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> we got to push the God of War one back a little bit. But. <laughs> That's only a good bonding activity. <laughs> uh, what's a hidden talent of yours? Uh, hidden talent. Pretty, I, I feel like most of my talents are pretty out there. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a hidden talent. I'm pretty good at about any yard game. Um, any yard game I pick up, I usually pick up pretty quick and can am fairly decent at it. Um, I'm maybe not the best that's going to be in that place, but I'm not definitely going to be not the worst. So, all right. What's the best advice you received as a college student? You know, uh, I know you know Dr. Cartwright. Uh, Dr. Cartwright was a very influential person for me, especially just from an education and just a kind of guy that just he for me understood it as a. Your life is not a student. Your life is a life. Your being a student is what was going to push you into what you were born to do and what you were, you know. And uh, so I really respected Dr. Cartwright. And he, he, uh, he said to me one time, I was not the best writer in the world. And, uh, and I was, can't remember what English class or what literature class I was in of his. And he said, um, write what you feel, say what you mean. 
and you know, and that that's always kind of stuck with me throughout life, whether so whether I'm writing something or, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, you know, that's don't beat around. Basically to me, what he's saying was don't beat around the bush. And um, so him, I, I really enjoyed Dr. Cartwright's. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see him after he had retired really that much. And, you know, he passed away, I think, what, 2015? It's yeah, that was a years. while ago. It's yeah. been a few years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so he was a man who really made a huge impact on my life. And I think touched the lives of a lot of kids oh, yeah. that have come through Shattered State. Because um, he was just a genuine human. Yep. And he understood that English wasn't everybody's major and that I'm going to help you along the way. I'm going to make you do the work. And I'm going to make you put the work in. But along the way, uh, he and then at the end of the day, he understood that not all of us were in there. We're going to go on to be uh, graduate to be literature scholars or English scholars. And that, you know, that really was a lot meant a lot to me because my, I, I was an I was an athlete and, uh, not always as an athlete do you get justly seen as just as you know a normal student and you're, you're not a normal student because you put in more you put in a lot of hours lifting and doing things and then study hall and all that and he understood that and he understood that a lot of us needed that help to be able to um, make that translate into what means something to us in life so yeah yeah that's a that's a was a great man. Certainly had a big influence on me too. And uh, yeah, man, he would have been a great podcast guest. Yeah, he oh, would have. He would have <laughs> the ones we've missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Micah, favorite book or author? Uh, Michael Scott is one of them. Not not Michael Scott from the Office. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a good book. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> he writes. Um, I'm kind of a, a good. I mean, my my choice of video game is God of War. You know, and so. I, I like the fantasy stuff. I, I, if I'm going to read something, it's usually fantasy. Um, and Michael Scott writes books. He's got the, his books are called The Immortal Secrets of the Nicholas Flamel. Is his big series. Um, it's a, I think it's a seven seven book series or something like that. It's very good books. Um, might be you know people ask me you know, how, if I if somebody asked how old is the person reading this book, I'm probably a little bit above that what they're going to say. Um, but. And then uh, I'm a big fan of Dan Brown, too. I like Dan Brown's books. Um, that's probably Dan Brown's books were the ones that really kind of got me into reading. Uh, the Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. Um, those were the ones that kind of really got me into reading. So Nice. Uh, last but not least, uh, Micah, what is one word that comes to your mind when you think of Shattered State College? Uh, you know, tough. You know, because the tough falls into there's going to be tough love. Um, there's going to be tough people. Um, you're going to be taught to be tough, um, you know, and that's just the communities, they're tough people. And, and not to say that in a way of they're going to turn you away or they're going to, you know, run you out of town, but that's just the way they're brought up. And, you know, with that, they're going to, they're going to teach you to be tough or, you know, that's, it's going to be, um, and they're going to teach you to be tough and you're going to make it. And that's the thing that is because people here, when they're, t- when they, when they're tough on you, they care about you. And so that's, you know, that's one thing to me probably that sticks out is just it's, you know, tough. Oh, I, I think that's a good answer, and it's certainly yeah. one we haven't heard yet. Yeah, so man, that's good. Very unique. But thank you for taking time with us today, Micah. It's certainly been a, a fun conversation, and, and wish you best of luck in the spring, even though the games don't technically count. Yeah. Um, and certainly good luck in the fall. We hope we can have a regular football yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. And I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a good, been a good time. Uh, got to talk about Dr. Cartwright for the first time in a long time, so that was, you know. Yeah, he's always a great guy to talk about. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you.